Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. To tell you the honest truth, I thought, well... We're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left. Another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get is a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five star rating and review or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family and that would help us grow. Tonight, I'm joined by Julia, and Julia had a really interesting camping trip with one of her friends just outside of Canberra. Julia, welcome to the show. Hello, Kay. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm a big fan, big fan <laughs> of your podcast. <laughs> it's great to have you on. It's uh, You'll be surprised at how many people actually come onto this podcast without listening to a single episode of it. So many really? people. Yeah, so many people just have these amazing stories to share. And I feel so lucky to do that. Yeah, it's a great thing you do. I um, I must admit, I've got a few under my belt. <laughs> so, Julia, tell me about this really, really weird camping trip that you went on with your friend because there is a lot of head-scratching events that went on. Yeah, it was a very, uh, very peculiar night, actually. Uh, it was about... Uh, uh, nearly 10 years ago, actually. It was, um, uh, it was on December 21st, 2012, actually. I can tell you the exact date because, um, my friends and I decided that we would go camping. I I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Mayan calendar. Yeah, that's supposed to be the end of the world right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we were kind of, um, neither here nor there on that, that theory, but we thought, you know, According to the main end of the world, as we know it, let's go up, up into the mountains. So um, I picked up my mate and we drove out to Namaji National Park, which is about, I don't know, 40 minutes or so out of Canberra. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful mountainous country. It's where the Brindabellas start. 
So we drove out there and we set up camp. We actually went to the uh, to the main camping area, but there were a few people around, and we decided that you know at the end of the world we'd like to um, go somewhere where it was peaceful and quiet and preferably away from people. So we drove a few more k's down the road and then ended up camping in the day the picnic area of the national park, which I don't know if it's kosher, but we took all our rubbish with us and we were we were very respectful of the landscape. Um, anyway, so we set up camp and I think we made a cheese platter. We actually had a, a bottle of champagne. But um, for the integrity of the story, we, we didn't drink at all. We had a couple of glasses each. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we were um, sitting there eating cheese drinking a glass of champagne, looking at the Milky Way. And it was such a beautiful night, Kate. It was like such a clear, beautiful night, not a cloud in the sky. And the Milky Way was just, I mean, there was no light pollution out there. It was beautiful. So we were sitting there eating cheese, drinking champagne, looking at the Milky Way, which, as you as you can imagine, was pretty great. Yeah, it sounds just dead set terrible. What a, what a terrible <laughs> way to go out if it was the end of the world, just saying. <laughs> anyway, so we're sitting there and um, then I noticed my friend staring up into the sky and she was just like staring quite intently and I sort of followed her um, her gaze and looked up into the sky and like way, way, way up in the Milky Way there was just a pocket that was shimmering and that that's the only word I can use. It was just I mean, the rest of the Milky Way looked normal, beautiful stars, but there was just a small pocket that was moving. It was just like pulsing around and shimmering. It was, it was crazy. And, and we both just looked at it and looked at each other and went, what is that? And, and stared at this phenomenon. So it lasted for probably about 10 minutes. It was just, and we were captivated and it was shimmering and moving and we were staring at it. And then, it, then it just kind of diminished and, and the sky became normal again. It was just the Milky Way. And we were like, whoa, you know, what was that? So what do you mean the whole the whole sky was shimmering? So you could no, kind no, of... No, 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 not, not the whole sky. Just a, a tiny pocket in the Milky Way. Um, a very small pocket was just almost kind of like lightning. Like if you can imagine, um, not like fork lightning, but just a shimmery lightning, but... Not a, oh, it's very hard to explain, but it was just the stars were kind of morphed into each other and were dancing and moving, almost like if you can imagine oil in water, that kind of effect. Yeah, right. And it was yeah, it was shimmering. It was really beautiful. And then and then nothing. Then it just went normal again. That's really interesting. So we, yeah, yeah, and we were just like, "What the hell was that?" That was, and we were buzzing, you know. We we're like, "Oh my god, that was insane! That was so cool!" And um, then sort of went back to the cheese platter, and then I don't know how long we were sitting there for. Probably onto our second glass by then. And then my friend looks up again, and I'm like, "What are you looking at?" And this time, like, she wasn't staring up into the sky; she was just staring up above her head. So I looked up above her head, probably, I don't know, like maybe three or four meters above her head. Like, and what I, what we heard was like, 
if you imagine a tiny, tiny ball of wind, and it kind of went, and it shot from her head to my head, like, and then I looked up, and I'm like, what is that? Couldn't say anything, but definitely felt an, an, an energy, like a ball of wind or something. And then as I kind of looked towards where it would be, it went, and shot up straight ahead into the sky. And then I looked at my mate again and went, what? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know what that was. And we were just like, oh, my God, what is going on with this night? Like, You must have been absolutely buzzing at that point because <laughs> that is, that's really weird. So you, you couldn't see what was making that noise, but you could obviously feel this presence and, and feel the, the atmosphere kind of changing with this thing moving around through it. Yeah, absolutely. You, yeah, nothing to see, but you could hear it and feel it, like just a, I don't know, like a ball of energy or I, I don't know. But it, And it also had a noise, like it definitely made a whooshing type noise, like it kind of swept into her and then swept to me and then swept away. This is going to be a really weird question, but when you say whooshing, do you mean like a, a propelled sound? Like it, it sounded like this was being thrusted or was it more so just like a, a whooshing of the wind, more like an organic sound? Uh, I would say organic, but I haven't heard anything like that before, but it's just like, I don't <laughs> that's all I can say. If you just imagine a ball of wind whooshing at you, that's what it sounded like. I don't, I don't know if that's a familiar sound, probably not really. No, I, I think I know what you mean. It's just more like, like a big gust of wind that you heard. Yeah. Yeah, but was directly above our heads, and yeah, it came straight for us, and then whooshed to me, and then whooshed away. Like it was distinctly above us. That really would have been, had me on edge after seeing the <laughs> the things going on up in the sky, going out there because it's the the end of the world, the Mayan calendar. Everything is just that. Really would have been putting me on edge, to be honest. Yeah, well, at that point we were actually okay. We were, we were buzzing on a on on a good way, you know. We we're like, oh my god, what was that? That was like magical. And we were, were like, is it the end of the world? <laughs> is that what it was? <laughs> Even though, um, yeah, no, everything got normal apart from that. And obviously, we hadn't felt um, the Earth moving or anything like that. Um. Anyway, then we went back to our cheese platter again. I think. And then it was probably getting quite late in the night by this point, maybe about 10.30 or so. And we were just chatting and, you know, talking about what had happened earlier on in the night. And then we both stopped talking because we heard something in near um, near a tree that was probably about, I don't know, probably about 15 metres away or so. And, yeah, we both heard a, a footstep. And it was really quite loud because it was, a, it was a heavy step, and B, there was lots of, um, I guess, leaf matter underneath. So you could really hear the crunch of the leaves as the foot, foot, foot step made its mark. And then we just stopped talking, looked at each other, and then looked in the direction of the tree. And we both had head torches, but I don't, I don't think they were very good. So we couldn't see the actual tree. We could just hear that, um, that there was something near the tree. And anyway, then it made another step and then another step and then it started breaking off branches. Um, 
I'm I'm six foot one, and I would say it was at least my height because I saw the tree in the morning, and it was yeah, the branches weren't low; they were reasonably high. Um, yeah, so whatever it was, I feel like it wasn't being discreet. It was really like saying, "Here I am," because the footsteps were so loud and so slow, coinciding with the branches breaking. It, it felt like. It wasn't shy, whatever it was. It, it was like, here I am. Really want to make its presence known to you. Yeah, yeah. So this thing is walking around. Could you could you tell if it was bipedal, like if it was walking on two legs or four legs? I feel like it was bipedal because it was like it was like a human. It was like step, step. Yeah, you know, like it wasn't jumping, it wasn't scuttling, it was walking. That would have been unnerving. (laughs) That was terrifying. That's when we both looked at each other. And after the other two things that had happened, we we were just like, okay, it's time to go to bed. And we like immediately like just packed up um, the cheese or whatever and the champagne and went to the tent and got straight in, zipped ourselves in and... And I guess the tent was a bit further away from where we were sitting. So I don't remember hearing it after that. We just got into the tent. We didn't really talk about it because we were both super scared. And like, what do you say? There's something out there and it's like right there. And it didn't sound like, it didn't sound like a kangaroo. It definitely wasn't a wombat. An emu couldn't break off branches like that. So anyway, we got into bed and surprisingly, we both fell asleep. Pretty pretty quickly. Um, I don't know how long we were asleep for, but I woke to something. Um, it was on my side of the tent. It was it was stroking the side of the fly, like yeah, quite not not in a vicious way, but it was inquisitive. Like it was yeah, it didn't seem um, ferocious, but it seemed inquisitive. It was stroking the fly. And then I woke up and I was just like, oh, my God, what is going on? And my friend was asleep and um, I could hear her breathing and I could just hear this thing stroking the fly. And I was losing my mind going, oh, my God, what is that? What is that? I was so scared. And then it actually started tugging at the fly. It was pulling the fly towards itself. And, yeah, the tug got firmer and firmer. And then I feel like whatever it was was trying to get its head under the fly to have a look at what was under the fly. And, um, yeah, anyway, I've never been so scared in my life. I'm like, what is going on? We're in the middle of nowhere and there's something tugging at our tent. And, yeah, anyway, I, I passed out after that. I was like, I, you know, I was lying there thinking, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? How are we going to get out of this? And then, boom, I'd passed out which was um, incredible. And that's the end of my encounter. <laughs> that is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I don't mean to laugh, but... <laughs> no, it's funny. I laugh too. <laughs> I don't know why, but... What a, what a terrible situation to be caught in because you're out in the bush, you're in the middle of nowhere, you've purposely moved away from all the other campers that were in the area to get a bit of privacy. 
And then you yeah. have this this thing walking around your 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 tent and bloody trying to open the door and stick its head in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was going yeah. through your mind in this in this situation? Because that that really would have got the blood pumping, I imagine. Oh, I've never been so terrified in my life. I was just like, what is going on? And my friend, I she was asleep. So I just kind of lay there shaking. Uh, but then the, my saving grace was that I did pass out. I've, I've actually learned, I've worked with um, a lot of kids that have trauma in their life. So I've been to a lot of tra- trauma forums. And that when people are in a high state of trauma, they can become unconscious. So that's, I mean, I, you know, like I can't imagine that I, I, like I felt like I would never fall asleep when that was going on. But then the fact that I dropped out, just like that makes me feel like that that might have been what happened. Yeah, I would imagine that would be quite a common thing because if people are caught in these terrible situations and the I would imagine people would honestly even just stop remembering to breathe and just pass out from from lack of oxygen to the brain because yeah. I, I wonder if that's what was happening in a situation like that because personally me I, w- I would have been trying to be as quiet as i could and really making my presence as unknown as i could and now a quick word from our sponsor ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. Yeah, well, that's what I was doing. I was trying not to make a sound, but um, <laughs> yeah, the whole, the, that encounter probably lasted about two minutes, I think, and that's when I fell asleep. Wow, that. And it, it actually makes me, no, no, you're right. It makes me wonder, like, I, I listen to a lot of um, a lot of people on your podcast and when they talk about an encounter that they can't remember, it makes me wonder if that, that's what's happened, if they were in a state of trauma and kind of drop out. Because it is so terrifying that your body and your brain doesn't know how to comprehend it, that to drop out would be, like, your natural defense mechanism. I, that, that's my theory. You'll be surprised at how many people don't actually remember their events fully. And I don't know if it's if it's because of the if if people are terrified or anything like that. I genuinely believe that there's this weird connection to these phenomenons that make you forget what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a, an idea why? No idea. No idea. It's just, it just happens to so many people and so many different types of encounters because, you know, if I, if I could say, yeah, it always happens to UFO encounters or, uh, Yowie encounters or paranormal encounters, um, I'll, I'll be lying. You know, it, it really does spread across the, the board there. And 
it's the uh, it's the weirdest thing. I've even encountered it myself with a UFO encounter. It's it was something that happened to me, and it wasn't until a guest came on this show and basically described exactly what I've seen that it kind of literally jolted a memory and made me remember. You know what? I've actually had this same experience myself. Yeah, right. But I have to know. I have to know. What would you have done if this thing stuck its head in that in that tent? Was this running <laughs> through your mind? Were you thinking, what is this on the outside? Is this a person? Is this something else? Because you've had a you've literally had a night full of this absolute high strangeness going on. And this is kind of the the hero piece of the night, if you want to say it that way, that, mm. you know, you, you saw the the weird effect in the sky. You had the, the, the weird ball of wind go over you and your friend. And then you heard the, the large bipedal footsteps outside of the, the area that you were camping and, it, and it's throwing things at you. And then this happens. This this really would have just been the the straw that broke the camel's back on that night, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't explain to you. Like, just lying in that tent, hearing it and feeling it, like, centimetres away, like, it's, it's terrifying, you know? Your whole body is, like, you're frozen. And it's all the thoughts going through your head, what it could be. It's just like coming in, like so many different ideas. But um, yeah, it's 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 too much. It's like your body and your mind are like, Whoa, what? It's really hard to comprehend. What was your friend's reaction to to all of this? Was she aware of what was going on outside the tent? She actually, I I. I was going to call out to her. Well, not call out to her. I was going to whisper to her when this was going on. Um, but she seemed like she was asleep. She has a different recollection. She believes that we whispered to each other like, what's going on? But I, I don't remember that. And she's not 100% on it either. But she, her recollection is that she did hear it and that we whispered each other's name to each other. And I think, um, then she remembers dropping out as well. She, that's it. So she was probably awake for the same period of time as me. She said she was awake for a couple of minutes. Heard it and then dropped out. And then we both slept soundly and then woke up in the morning and we were like, what was that? So she passed out as well. Yeah. So she was awake when I was awake, but I, I don't remember her being awake and I don't remember whispering her name or her whispering my name. But apparently in her recollection is that we did. But she she was she described the exact same thing. It was on my side of the tent, stroking. And then started tugging, and that's when she dropped out. That just adds a complete other layer of weirdness to this whole situation, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was actually really good in the morning that we could talk about it because I thought I was going insane. And the fact that she described the exact same thing it was like, okay, I'm not crazy, but something really scary happened last night. I'm actually kicking myself that in the morning, um, we didn't do some trekking, you know, sort of look around for footprints or look at the evidence of the tree where the branches were broken off. And, but I think we just um, woke up in the morning and then <laughs> jumped in the car and drove back to 
the big smoke. Don't blame me. I think a lot of people would have done the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, funny night. Uh, Funny isn't the word I would use. I would use (laughs) (laughs) maybe a lot more expletive words there. So, Um, I'm going to ask you a a pretty loaded question here. What do you think happened after you passed out? I can't answer that. I have no idea. Like, and I often think of that. Like, what did it do? Like, it was tugging at the tent. Did it get bored when it couldn't? I don't know if it actually got its head under or it, it obviously didn't understand the mechanism of a zip um, because it was tugging at the side of the tent. But yeah, I don't know. Like, did it get bored? Did it hang out there for hours? I have no idea because I was out to the world. I was like stone cold asleep. And it's one of these situations where normally I would ask, did you have a case of missing time? But you honestly wouldn't know. No, no, no idea. I think even before when we saw the phenomena, phenomena in the sky and, yeah, we, I wouldn't have been, I don't wear a watch, I wouldn't have been checking my phone because we were out, out in the bush, you know? Yeah, and that's the thing. That's the thing. A lot of these encounters happen out in a, essentially a timeless situation because, you know, a lot of people go out to the bush to unwind, unplug from the world and, the last thing you're going to be doing is, oh, is it bedtime? Is it is it 10 o'clock? Do we need to start to look at, you know, kipping in now? Yeah, yeah. You don't really look at your watch out there, do you? No, no, not at all. So you've had about, what, a good 10 years to to think about this this night. Have you have you have any idea what was on the outside of that 10? Um, well, we think it was the alley. Um, yeah. Because, I don't know, but what else would act like that? It was so curious and it was so, I don't know. Uh, the fact that it wanted to make itself known was really interesting. I mean, the only other creature I could like, I mean, I could imagine it would be, would be a kangaroo, but. It wasn't jumping. And, yeah, the breaking of the branches. I mean, I guess a really big kangaroo could do it, but the way it walked, it was walking. It wasn't jumping. It was like step. It was walking like a human would walk around the tree before we went to bed. And I don't think a kangaroo, a kangaroo jump doesn't walk. And just for our international listeners, because the what you're describing is, Dead set the most Aussie thing in the world that every Aussie just knows how a kangaroo sounds when it bloody jumps. <laughs> but, you know, to, to someone overseas, they, they may not understand that that gate just sounds different. It's, it's, I don't know how to say it, but a kangaroo, when you hear a kangaroo jump, you go, that's a kangaroo jumping. Yeah. Yeah. So it obviously wasn't a kangaroo kind of hopping around the, uh, the campsite. It's bipedal. You think it? You think it's a yowie? Yeah, the only other creature would be a human. The way it was walking, and I mean, if it was a human, I would <laughs> maybe it was a human. But I, we were following that ten kilometers from from the main camping area, which we were at initially. And I guess if it was a human, um, with 
you know, not good intentions. It, it would have worked. It would have. It knows how to work a tent. It would know how to unzip a fly and get in. You know, like it's not going to tug at the side of the tent or pour at the side of the tent. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's it's funny that the most basic of technology is what has kept this gigantic creature, potentially this gigantic creature, away from you and your friend. Mm. It makes me think that it was very curious. It didn't seem aggressive at all, even from when it was near the tree. Like, you know, we didn't hear any grunting, we didn't hear any noise at all, actually, apart from the footsteps and the the breaking of branches. You know, it didn't, I mean, it was threatening in the way that it, was making itself known. Like, here, like it sounded like it was saying, here I am, you know, making the big heavy. Like, it wasn't being discreet. It was, the yeah, it was walking around the tree, like, here I am, and breaking off the branches, like, snapped. You know, they were, they were reasonably big branches. Just, you know, it wasn't a twig breaking off. It was a big snap. Several, several of them, actually. I wonder if it knew that there was two females there. So that it didn't feel threatened. It didn't have to to be intimidating. It didn't need to be aggressive. Mm, yeah, I thought the same thing too. Yeah, it definitely wasn't aggressive. It was inquisitive, I feel like. It, it is one of the most unique situations that I think I've had on this podcast in a long time because... It's a whole night of of high strangeness, and it's really not uncommon when it comes to to yowie encounters to you know see orbs in the sky or these other weird things that kind of just happen because the the whole phenomenon is it's so unknown, and the you'll be surprised honestly you'll be so surprised at how many people see orbs. Or little balls of light when they when they have yowie encounters, Julia. It it blows my mind. Yeah, right. It yeah, it makes me wonder. Like, are they? I don't know. Like some kind of spirit animal. The fact that we've never found a, a skeleton or remnant, but so many people have had encounters. You know, like do they come from another realm? And then uh, then another theory, like that shooting the the sky simmering. And then leading to the gust of wind, then leading to an actual creature on the ground where they correlated. You know, was that the sort of entry or did it come, did it just come from out of the bush? I don't know. Who knows? And I I like to be really open-minded to, to all possibilities when it comes to this because no one knows. Like no one, no one has one of these things in a cage and goes... All right, mate. Where are you from? <laughs> it's it's just one of these really fascinating types of oddities in the world, and I think it's just super fascinating that while there are a lot of common elements between encounters, you, you, there's a lot of unique situations for each one as well. Yeah, yeah. There's so many situations, huh? But Julia, that has to be. The craziest camp trip I've ever heard. And <laughs> do you share this this story with a lot of people? Because there is so many things that have gone on that night that if you weren't 
really into the into the woo or the unknown that a lot of people wouldn't really understand why this night is just so crazy. Yeah, I don't tell it to many people. I tell it to um, my nearest and dearest. And they're pretty blown away. And they're like, what do you think it was? And I'm like, I think it's Yowie. And then they're like, oh, yeah, maybe. And, I, I, you know, it depends on the demographic that's listening to the story. But I, I guess every person I told it to can't has no theory. They're like, well, a kangaroo wouldn't do that. What would do that? And then it's like, yeah, well, what would do that? I'm actually kind of kicking myself that I didn't, when I heard it at the tent, that I didn't, like, come to my senses and, you know, um, and rip the tent open and go, what are you? <laughs> but um, that, <laughs> that wasn't on the card. Yeah, no, I and I think the you just kind of staying put was probably the, the best thing because the, the thing is, once you open that tent, there's no going back from that situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Julia, I want to thank you for coming on the show. That encounter is amazing. That whole series of encounters is absolutely amazing. And what I really like about it is that you got to share it with a friend. It's not something that you experienced on your own and kind of have to question yourself. Did that really happen? You got to share it with your best friend. You got to do it over bubbles and cheese, which I think is even better. (laughs) And uh, to do it on the... You know, the Mayan end of the world is, uh, <laughs> I think, is just the most awesome set of circumstances. Yeah, I'm actually so glad that I did it with a friend. If I was on my own, I, I would have thought that I was going mad. But the fact that she backed up everything that I've told you tonight tells me that I'm not going mad. And it was just a magical, otherworldly night. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.